0: Yeah, let's well, time to do our thing. Time to do our thing. It is the insight NBA show. This is the pickup. Welcome. It's Tuesday night here in Australia. So you're getting this on Tuesday over in America, Wednesday in other places around the world. So this is Maddie G. That's me, referring to apparently myself Melanie in the third person, which makes me uncomfortable. Yeah,
1: yeah. Give yourself a little bit of um self self-importance there. Can you can you
0: introduce yourself <laughs> just Ireland to keep this balanced? Can you just do like I am uh- can you just
1: I'm I'm Maddie G's friend, Mally. Oh, that's a little bit cute. That's making things worse. Oh. <laughs> you pick me up, mate. Well, I picked
0: go. you up on, on my fantasy league. It is a big Thanks, week. Mate. It is week 18. Mate, playoffs are coming around the corner. When she comes, let's talk about it. Let's get down to it. The show with who you want to get in your lineups or who the you want to get out of them is coming up after this.
1: Welcome to the ultimate super coach and fantasy sports show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast.
0: Is the boy sort of a guy concussed? He seemed to be going really slow
1: motion just then. Is
0: he drunk? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, that's how it goes. I'm actually contemplating a decision in my head, and I'm I'm dicing up between uh, strategy and morality because I'm I've, I've got one, one, uh, one week where to start my 16 man playoff. Um, I'm in first mm-hmm. position mm-hmm. at the moment, but the guy Ooh. who's in eighth, we we go we go eight in this league, so eight get through, yep. eight go out. Um, yep, I love and that. I love that. The guy who's in eighth, I'm playing this week, and I dare say it looks like he's going to hold eighth. I don't know I don't want to verse him because I, I think he all the things that he is it, it will will like work against what I am um you know he's a he's a big um a big you're just a man uh, of the people like, you're a man of the people yeah yeah you know he's a big defensive guy this guy's got a solid, solid team and I'm wondering do I throw it like do I sit all my dudes on purpose just to, yes. uh, just to see if I can push him through into 7th or do I go yes. hard at him just so I can, so I can have a look at what his team's like and go. All right, he he got me in steals. He got me in blocks. I got to do a little tweak before I go into playing next week. Yeah, some advice. Not, Blake, what would you do? Oh, I'd rest.
0: I I just look at what cats you want to go. I would check out the guys who are in seventh. See how they're tracking for the week. Also, the guy in ninth because the thing is the red herring guys. If there's a very close cutoff in the bottom of your league. If you're playing this week as well and you think you'll get the win and the advantage, it probably could be as well because you have more games than him. Like let's say you're on a 38-game week or a 40-game week and he's on like a 35, 36-game week. So if that's the case, those extra peripherals, especially blocks and steals, the more guys you get out there, the more opportunity that you have to be able to rack those up. And I've got an interesting stat for you. I have taken a screenshot because we touched on it in last week's pod about how many waiver moves and trades you have made this season in the league. So I actually went in no. and I screenshotted that. And so at our final push-off, we will do that next week to show – I'm actually I'm probably going to shame the league a little bit because I've taken everyone's, and then there's you, the outlier. Yeah. So we'll focus yep. in on that next week. Mate, it is week 18. This is the push for the playoffs. So there's many people who wrap this week or have two weeks left. I know, Matty, we're in a league together. Really dicey. It's one of the ones yeah. where it's only a top six in 12, and one and two get a rest week and then it's and it's nuts there's like one week that you win by one cat that it's in and out this is our week 18 slate we've just had our four game monday we'll have a bit of a chat about that very very soon tomorrow it is not good for picking grapes off the vine there is 11 games which is 22 of action but then we have a little bit of a plateau through wednesday thursday friday saturday and sunday with thursday friday and sunday being a bit trickier but possible Matty, take us through the back-to-backs we can look to for Tuesday, Wednesday, and for the rest of the week, mate.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at the teams we've got here. So we've got Nets, Pistons, Heat, and Knicks who do the Monday, Tuesday. the uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, we've got the Bulls, Cavs, Mavs, the T-Wolves, and the Big Bad Pels. Uh Woo. Who else we got? Wednesday, Thursday, we've got the uh, Nugs and the Lakers. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Hornets, Warriors, Bucks, and the Wizards. Uh, Friday, Sat, we've got the Grizz and the Blazers uh we got the Suns on Saturday Sunday seems kind of fitting and then Sunday Monday rolling into our uh, into the start of for some of us like myself the playoff week we got the Clips we got the T-Wolves yeah. and I miss the last one there who was that you cut me off oh, that's no, the thunder, thunder. that good for me yeah. that's, that's, that's
0: so we can be yeah. we can be looking for those guys going into the playoffs straight away we're looking at Norman Powell's, we're looking at uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker types Kyle Anderson's Lou Dort kind of guys to help on that back-to-back Sunday to help give us the edge in our league, but also set us up for the Monday because being a playoff week, Malley. Look, you want to make them shit their shorts out the gate. Yep. Yes. Panic. Moves. One way of putting it. Let them make some panic moves. Yep. Yep.
1: Yep. Exactly. And that's again talking about the my little uh, scenario, my little quandary that i have going on at the moment here it's do i push this guy to the limit and make him freak out because i know next week i've got a more favorable I, i've spent too much time on my computer i've got a more nah, favorable uh think. week than him so that's kind of how it goes this is the uh the teeter-tarter effect where this week he's mm. going to have more games than me and he's going to beat oh, me I, okay. i'm not going to start putting i'm not going to start pulling um You know, blokes off the waiver wire just to get a win against him this week. I'm going to lose gracefully, or I'm going to pull everyone and lose on purpose. But next week, I got him. Next week, I got him. I
0: hold. How many games are you ahead in the hold for one?
1: Uh, The guy behind me is two. So he'll get a win this week, and I'll still come first. So I'm I'm good.
0: All right. So you want to come into second and make him push up. Mate, look, it's an interesting strategy, and I think it is that time of where you want to start looking at your opponent's. So it's not so much about your own team. Sometimes it's about, it's, yeah. you know, it's the art of war. Know your enemy. Yeah. And so what are their strengths? Yeah. What are their weaknesses? I know Mick Dell and I, last year, we were looking at guys and like, oh, man, this is a really good matchup for me, bad matchup for you. And, you know, you, you, you talk to your mates about these things because there's a lot, like you said, like guys who are really defensively built, those counting stats, like can we talk about how sexy Victor Wen Van is? I'm playing against him in a three-week, oh, hello in a three-week semifinal right now. So it's in one of the FBI basketball leagues. We've had the two weeks through uh, through the All-Star break. So we had our standard long week 17, like long week 17. And week 18 is still the semifinals. So it's over three weeks. And I was projected, I would have said to have won steals and blocks. He has a, a very lanky Frenchman by the name of Victor Wenbanyama on his team. Who yeah. pretty much racked up two five by fives back to back.
1: Yeah, I'm. Screw I'm already thinking about screw. him for next season. Like it's going to be like, uh, like seagulls to a pack of chips. Hey, everyone's going to be trying to get into him. He's a marvel. Like he's just doing everything. Yeah. And when you can put back to back five block and steal games together, yeah. well, that's just silly. One assist off. Would
0: you? Would you not just feel a little bit shit if you were Jeremy Sohan or Devin Dasell? Like, sorry, man, I tried. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah should have put it in yeah yeah i'll be better next week boss
0: yeah Trey joe just like man i was i was open man it just just, just came out of my hand the wrong way it just just couldn't hit that yeah. one hey look um we've gone over the games for the week let's have a little bit of a chat about today can i just say a massive triple double return to form oh look we'll play the audio because we have sexy little things called rewind let's do a little bit of a recap Yeah, the Pacers uh, losing out to the Raptors today. A massive triple double for Scotty Barnes. I'm flirting with him again as a sell high. Some of those numbers are returning that we like from Scotty. Zero from three, not fun for him in three point percentage leagues. But when he's going to rack up five blocks with only three turnovers, 12 assists, and 12 rebounds, Mally, you love to see it. Even though it was minus four, by
1: the way. Yeah. I was a bit disappointed because his 12 assists took away from from uh Quickly who's on my team and I saw him get a measly 3 and I was like who's how are they winning and who's doing the passing and yeah he was the point guard today so as an owner of uh Quickly and not an owner of uh, of Scotty it was probably a bit of a disappointment for me but yeah if you're a, if you're a, a Scotty owner he's um he's paying the bills this week and paying the bills today was Benedict Mathurin
0: signing in the shooting guard spot for the Indiana Pacers. Huge line for him, 34 points, uh, nine rebounds, five assists. But it was the uh, three stocks that are sexy on incredible percentages and getting to the line again. This is what we love from Benedict and He can help sway in a positive way your free throw percentage because of the volume that he used to get to it. A leading nine free throw attempts in the game today, Mally
1: and yeah. you know, I, I, there's another one of me whinging on someone else's uh, fortune as my misfortune because as he was doing all his work, my mate Nemhard, who I picked up in two leagues because I thought, like, he's been putting up, you know, 15 points. He's been getting a couple of steals. His assists have been around the 4-5 mark, which is pretty impressive off the waiver. And, uh, and today, uh, I think he had an assist. He scored four points or something. Yuck. He got two steals, which is okay. But, again, it's that for the second time, referencing it in one episode as the teeter-titer effect where someone's, uh, someone's big night kind of takes away from someone else's and kind of how it goes. Lost out to Yeah, them. the
0: Robin Hood effect. You give to the rich and you uh, take from the rich and you give to the poor. So those guys who miss yes. out, that's pretty much what it is. The, the Knicks, we call this one the Evan Fournier revenge game. They were pressed within two points against the Detroit Pistons, the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. The Pistons. Uh, Cade Cunningham looks good. And God, do you not wish him to be on a better basketball team?
1: And how many minutes did he get today? Because he's been kind of getting stitched up with that.
0: 36 minutes today. Equal team high yeah, with Messiah Thompson. But 20 minutes randomly to Evan Fournier. Quentin Grimes continues to come off the bench and do good work. This is what I love from Quentin mm. Grimes. This is what I loved with him last year. Like, I'm up against mm. Maddie uh, O'Brien, Matrix. Yeah. And he's picked him up. And... I was like, yeah, I wanted to get Grimes. And he's like, too late. I got him out an hour ago. And I'm like, you bastard. But the 24 minutes off the bench is really, really nice. Look, this is also in relation to Isaiah Stewart. This was his last game of his suspension. So he's coming back, which comes to mind, Mally. I wanted to ask you, I think the three-game suspension was weak. What is the worst punishment you've ever been given in your life? What is the worst thing that's ever happened to you as a punishment?
1: I'd say probably having all my Legos confiscated off me, mate. That would have been a huge uh, blow to you. I mean, to be fair, it'd be a huge blow now. if Someone took all my Lego away, so um, you know, that's well. What what it What's your what's your little I story? Broke I broke up this, with my ex-girl. Sorry, Legos. <laughs> Where's your heartbreak lie? Where's,
0: Where's my I heart- uh, met. Uh, I got the I got the like the cane at school when cane was still a vibe. Oh, I, I remember, I'm like, older like you. yeah, I'm older than you. Yeah, I'm, I'm
1: not I'm, that old. I'm a gorgeous 44. What are you? Yeah, no. I'm 30-something. I must be 36. Mate, I'm it was... Around a, my it was, 30s. I know that. I don't know. Yeah, you gotta count,
0: You got to count those numbers. It's important for candles on cake, Mally. Uh, look, yeah, no. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's as well,
1: to be fair. Um, I'm in
0: my Jerry West yeah. year. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah, no. So I, I remember getting that over Transformers trading cards. Like, you know, like yeah. the... Someone took my Cybertron. The Cybertron was really hard. And I said about it, and he was like a year sixer, and I was like a little year fourer. And the guy was like, I didn't take it, I didn't take it, I didn't take it. And his best mate was the principal's son. And so...
1: Yeah, he's got you by the short and curlies. Probably didn't I got, I sure got, the I back then. See what it was I don't <can't laughs>
0: know what he got you by. He <laughs> got me by something that I don't wish to imagine on a, on an open podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was horrible. And I, yeah, I got the cane cause I told a lie yeah. about my card being stolen. And after I got the cane and I'm running I'm I'm shaking and I got I, I went to the bubbler and I'm running my hands under the water. Going, oh,
1: oh, oh,
0: it's not it's just, a, just a profuse mess. Yeah, blowing and, out. and so unsatisfied with the educational system. Like I hate school, I hate life, oh, my hands. I let
1: you down. But honestly, that is a bigger punishment than what this Wally's got for smacking someone in the head. I'm surprised after how hard the sons went after him. That they dropped the charges, and I mean the the police charges. They obviously left it in house, and I'd say they would have been disappointed with three games. But it's a bit of the state of the NBA at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it is.
0: It's uh, look. I don't know if it's silly season kicking off early, but like what kicked off early today was the Brooklyn Nets getting back on track. Because I originally was looking at Macau Bridges as a buy low later on for this segment. I, I held off on him because yeah. the two from four for him is atrocious. Like, don't get me wrong uh plus 22 11 points the three rebounds the two assists the two steals nice only played the 31 minutes this was a it, this game was over and done well before it started i like cam johnson coming off the bench today really good game from cam he's making his way back into the lineup with cam thomas getting the start just keep our eyes on cam johnson here what do you think of the grizzlies and who is their star today
1: She's they look like they gave up at halftime and just um yeah. and let the game go, and so everyone got a touch. I mean, we know that they're a bit um volatile when it comes to minutes, um, but yeah, this is they're in a league of their own with that at the moment. They've been playing all right. I mean, they've been getting wins that yeah. they probably uh for intents and purposes not shouldn't be getting, uh, but yeah, today they got yeah. trounced and they had to give it up.
0: Jaron Jackson Jr., two from 12. My lord. That mm. doesn't look appealing at all. That's that just opens up that buy low window. I had I pulled in Zaya Williams in a three point percentage lead today, zero from five. I'm like, come on, mate, you can hit two of those. You're wide open in the corner. They just didn't really care about it. But I did like Lamar Stevens. He's given two shakes of the lamb tail every where he gets out mm. there. 23 minutes, eight from nine from the floor, one from one from three, uh, six rebounds, two assists, and a block, 17 points. Let's keep our eye on Lamar Stevens' actions, especially when the Grizzlies have that back to back later this week. And Gigi Jackson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the full Gigi Jackson experience where he goes one from mm. 13 in a game like this. This is where every owner who's picked him, like, oh, oh my God, Gigi, Gigi Jackson's on all my waivers. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get him. And then he does this to you with nothing apart from five rebounds, oh, 100% from the free throw line, okay, but not great.
1: Some that's a silver lining. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and speaking of terrible, uh, terrible shooting percentage, it's a nice segue into to my robbery of the day with um, picking up Duncan Robinson in our league. Mm. Uh, actually, in our mm, in our twelve man league, and uh, yeah, he went uh, a very cold one from eleven. He put up eleven assists, which is good. So at least the man thought, well, I got to do something. And yeah, he's turned into quite the uh, the honorary point guard this year, hasn't he? Like out of nowhere, like yep. he didn't used to do this unless I haven't paid enough attention to him.
0: No, he's, he's never been in this one. This is Miami Heat culture. This is Miami Heat system. Lots of ball movement. This is this is Spo getting in your ear and saying you've got to do your job, and your players listening and respecting you enough as a coach to do that. The one little cheeky one today was Delon Wright, 35 minutes for him uh, coming into the Heat lineup. Obviously featuring right now with uh, our boy Scary Terry still out and based week to week. Rumors are he could come back early, but look, I love two from four from downtown from him. I love five to six from him. I love the five assists, to two steals in the block because that is what Dylan Wright, that is the Dylan Wright experience. Let me give you some peripherals and do it with some decent percentages. And he's a great, he's a great Heat player.
1: Yeah, and uh, Sacramento getting pants by a very undermanned Heat team. I see that Savonas just got his triple-double and about the, I think it was the closest you can get to not having a triple-double, triple-double. Um, but yeah, they uh yeah, they got licked, didn't they? Like they were a real powerhouse at the start of this season. We were like, here we go. And they've just That's really faded. Border. Where are they even on the standings now? Mate,
0: I think They're they've gone pretty, down to these good, they? off the uh, off the rip from yeah. what I can remember a minute ago. they they they've faded down. The one thing for me was this. When I look at their I think mm-hmm. Malik Monk, again, with the assistant steals off the bench, he's a really dependable streamer guy for these, getting the most minutes with Trey Lyles off the bench. He can be a bit of a wash and a zero. But it turns out, sorry, they're yeah. going down to seven. So it's today, seven. They're, to yeah, three, they're just 33 outside. and 24, and the Pels up at uh, 34 and 24. So they were about equal in the standings, and obviously, now they've scored back again. Pels have lost their last two, and the Kings have lost yeah. their last one. But again, this is where we said it the other week, and this is what you tune in for for this show. Who to buy low, who to sell high, uh, who to get now, who to move on from very, very quickly. We did say, mate, we've we've, we've banged off the hits. We've we've banged off the hits uh, of guys to go lately. We've been really hot with this one because we called De'Aaron Fox out. And ever since we've said his name, because, you know, obviously De'Aaron, long-time friend of the show. He was like boys. Put some respect on my name. Let me show it out there on the floor. So he has been improving. But again, what he does is he can take your free throw percentage at times. But Malley, the thing that made him so sexy last year for me was, look, he shot better from the free throw line last year. But when we slip into this territory with him where he's not getting to the line and there's no aggression there for him, especially when they're down in a game where they were neck and neck with the heat up to half time, Only a few points difference between them, but they've been absolutely clipped 36 to 19 in the third. That's where if you're the team's leading point guard, you've got to be aggressive. You are one of the best finishing guards in the league. You, you do that to get the bucket, but also to get the hoop and the harm. And he's just not doing that to the same level this year.
1: No, he's not. Yeah, it's a, a little bit disappointing. And they always like to compare him, obviously, to Halliburton. And Halliburton uh, had himself an absolute broadly game today, too. So uh, maybe it's a curse of the comparisons because they both, there wasn't a riser and fall there today. They both, they both were just a bit shitty ass.
0: And if you want to talk about risers and fallers, make sure, by the way, just like this one, where we give all this trade advice and who's hot and who's not. Make sure you jump in straight, do it now, pull over the side of the road or just stop feeding yourself or someone nearby you and jump into <laughs> uh, our <laughs> unlimited <laughs> Discord. Yeah, no, feed your loved ones. You don't need any food or oxygen. I mean, you probably need the oxygen, not so much the food or the drink. In the interim, it's only $25 for you. It comes with NBA, NBL. AFL and NRL are kicking off right now and are super, super huge. It's $25 for a year subscription with full access to experts. You get to DM us and ask us some trade advice in your leagues, weekly newsletters, updates, team pickers, team sharers. Mally, it's more fun than you can poke a stick at.
1: Yeah, i have tried.
0: What was that like for you? Sticky, <laughs> you are such a dad. Let's yeah. talk about these guys. We have a show to yeah. go through, and you don't know who my hot guys are, who my sell highs are. So let's get yeah. to our hot guy.
1: Pull over by this hot guy and let me out.
0: Look. This was a really tough one this week. I'm not going to lie. And, and right now I'm looking over all the stats and, and seeing what they're doing and who I should get and who I should drop. And I'm still not 100% convinced, Mally, because this guy has been yeah. a bit of a conjecture and we picked him as well to have a bit of a, let's call it a renaissance, if you will, yeah. after the All-Star break. I did make the question, is it could it have been the Damien Lillard redemption tour? And Damien Lillard has been firing away on all cylinders. He comes back. He won the three-point contest. I might not be a lot, but it just seems like he's confident and he's a bit more rejuvenated. I don't know if that's because of Doc Rivers in the house, and it very, very well could be. When you are a superstar, you do get to have your say of who's good and who's not. But he has been playing incredibly well the last couple of weeks. He just comes back and looks rejuvenated. His last games, he's the assist there. Almost a triple-double two games ago. For me, this is a guy who's showing form. The three-point stroke is coming back up. Three, two, four, after a few two games. The percentages in his last game were excellent. His free throw percentage has come back up after being up and down all over the place. and looks more steady. He's hit 100% from the free throw line, but it's on the amount of attempts that he's taken, which I like. So he's gotten to the line four times, four times, seven, four, four, and six. He's being more aggressive. And in that time, he has only missed, Oh. Three, two. His percentage has been fantastic. This is yep. what I love as well the steals. I love that those peripherals and they've been around all the season from him. But I just don't think this is going to get any better than what we're seeing right now for Damian Lillard. And guys who are chasing points, chasing a, a star chasing guy, they're going to be very, very open and susceptible for Damian Lillard. He's got the name on the back of the three point contest, you know, winning All Star MVP. Oh, mate, look, he's doing so well. The Bucks have got to push for it. Well, they kind of do. They're tied in the second place right now with the Cavs in the Eastern Conference. So there is something, and we all know, that sooner or later we get Dame time. So for me, I think one of our sell highs is this bike. And I'm telling you, you need to get a great quality first rounder back in with that or an excellent second rounder and some change and a decent chunk of change for Dame Lillard as well. Because I think you might be able to sway Especially if you have a bucks, <clears throat> you know, if you have a if you're a bucks fan person, well, maybe this is your time to slide into their DMs and say, "Hey, man, look, he's been red hot. I know you want him. Let's get a deal done." Because, Mally, what we should say is, a lot of trade deadlines that window closes at the end of this week, the third of March. So, come next week when playoffs lock, basically, playoffs is the deadline for a lot of leagues.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And um, I think you know, with with Dame, I think you're right in on. on Putting him on the on the sell high side, I just think you know he's got old legs, and I think even though he did play in the in the um, All Star game and he had a shoot around in a three point contest, he still three-point would have contest. felt refreshed after having what was for all uh, intents and purposes a you know a, a week and a half off without playing basketball. I think another thing is, and I'd, I'd like to look more into it, but it seems to have correlated a little bit with. Middleton being out he just it it seems that those two don't work on the court together like he he seems to work all right with um Giannis and they do their own thing like they just take it in turn to run the plays and and do the scoring it's like oh I'll crash the boards and uh and get rebounds and put them in or you know I'll drive the lane and you you know you you're out there looking for your threes you're hunting for your pull-ups whatever whatever it is that you've got to do But yeah, Middleton just seems to be the piece that doesn't work for him. So I think that might be another thing when he comes myself
0: together. I'm the glue. He's the glue guy for this team. Like he's Bucks legend, Chris Middleton, at this point. And Mm. it just hasn't worked. He's always been a really great additional creator off the ball. And that worked really well with Drew Holiday, who likes to initiate, but he doesn't also need the ball in his hands. where... Dane is an ISO guy. He loves it. If if there's 12 seconds left on the shot clock and he doesn't think anything's happening in the offense, he'll just call them out. He'll be like, I will take this to the cup or I'm going to pull back and try and make a ridiculous shot from three quarters of the way down the court. And we've seen him make them. So that's just ingrained in him as part of the person that he is. My other sell high guy is another guy in the Eastern Conference who has locked up the number one spot as far as I'm concerned with uh, eight games between them. And they're the number one team in the NBA. But this guy, again, has made it back onto our radars because we know that Derek White at the beginning of the season was absolutely on for Wego, And the man has been a top 12. That's a first-round player. For Derek White in the last week, he has been ridiculous. He has buoyed my three-pointers galore. He's getting all of the looks in the world. Steals are back there. The assists are steady. But it's the percentages. They're ludicrous. In the past four games, he has basically been an average of plus 600. He has been 1,000% from the line on five attempts, two attempts, and he didn't take any in his last game. So he is looking the goods for me when I look at this. I look at that and I'm like, yeah, man, this this is nice. Five attempts, two attempts, one attempt. He missed one of those free throws, fair, but in the next game, none, none, none. When he's aggressive in this team in Boston, he looks so good. His minutes are yeah. solid, averaging around 32 to 33 minutes a night. From four games ago, 38 minutes a night. Whenever there's a resting star, whenever there's a resting starter, he takes more more influence of the ball. So it is, again, for this, that you trade yourself for a really nice, sexy, first-round player. Now, this is the thing about name players, Maddie. T- talk us about, like, if I was to offer you Derek White right now for... Uh, teammate Jason Tatum, what would you say? Just off the, off the cuff,
1: My oh, chance in the world,
0: because it's Jason Tatum and we all know that it's his team, but he's been outperforming yeah. Jason Tatum in the last three weeks. Uh, would I be able to offer you um Scotty Barnes for him?
1: Yeah, again, it would be a no just off name value and how they place how they sit in their teams,
0: and Derek White somehow has been. Again, three spots above Scotty Barnes. What about Anthony Edwards, superstar Anthony Edwards, one of the darlings of the preseason fantasy scene? What about if I offered you him? He's the thirteenth ranked <laughs> player currently. Would you trade the current eighth best, Derek White, for him?
1: Probably not. Yeah, I mean, it really comes down to the fact. Even if I did press uh, accept, I don't think the uh, the the league managers would let it go. So you know, again, and name this value. Is the,
0: name value. So this is the thing you'll be able to sell high in him again, perfect two for one opportunity to really bolster your squad for playoff. But if you can get it over the line, if someone blows up about it, like, especially if you're in a no, like no veto league, if other managers yeah. are frothing at what Derek White is bringing to the table right now, like they are frothing at it. And so it smart, a smart league, especially in a competitive league. will see this as a nice strategic move, possibly for someone looking to stitch up a playoff spot and consolidate. Maybe. And if you're looking to push in, that's probably where you could go a little bit with it. But the guy has been on fire. Again, in the last week, in the last two weeks, he has been the seventh best player. That's insane. So this is where, again, Derek White is back on our radar. He's averaging 32 minutes tonight, 21 points, four threes, three rebounds, four and a half assists, 1.3 steals, and almost a block a game. He is 600 from the field and 100. From the line, it is time to sell high on Derek White.
1: Zeke, can we start putting him? You know, we've got um, we've got um, Michael Jordan with his flu game. We've got mm-hmm. Kobe with his retirement game. Uh, yep. We've got uh, we've got LeBron with his like headband games and all that. All that goes with it. Can yep. we go now and start talking about Derek White and his no hair, like, yep. era?
0: No hair season. He's bald, no hair. The second, the man, it's a Samson and and Delilah situation. But unlike Samson, when he went bald, he was empowered. It's like his super saiyaness is more like Krillin. He's like a little Krillin. It
1: was was like that little fluff of hair on the top of his head was just absolutely drilling his confidence. And then he was like, I'm a a bald man underneath this, both metaphorically and and quite literally. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> the opposite it's of kobe white let me regain my hair kobe white went short played like shit. he regains the main and he goes absolutely bonkers in this fantasy season but this hey, is also tight you
1: know, we're onto something here because i think about um think about kaminga this season he, he took all his hair off and he started going sick yeah. and now it's growing back and he's falling apart again maybe we don't it's need to worry about any good. other statistics than just hair length
0: Maybe we should just be NBA player advisors to how to improve their game and be like, look, come in here, we're going to fix a jump shot, do some work and be like, by the way, I want you to go and see my barber. And that's just really the key. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, come, we'll come yeah, out yeah. feeling like a new man, you know, get a, get a razor blade, shave, just come out and like, yeah. oh man, I feel great. Like, yeah, go play like that for a few weeks
1: and sell high. Yep, and we spread talk about this spread kind of... some nets around the locker room.
0: <laughs> you want to say that it's time to sell on some guys and time to sell is often equated with uh, sell high, but it's not. In a way, you have a different theory about that. Run us through that. But it is time to sell on these guys. Sell, 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 sell. Tell us about your sell now theory, because people like, but it's just like sell high, and you're like, no, it's not. This is my segment. Tell us why.
1: Yeah, I think it, it's not always when they're playing at the at the height of their uh, of their season or at the height of their ability. I think sometimes too, it just all comes down to all the contextual things, you know, like you got to look a little bit deeper than, um, you know, like the, than the high water markets about who they've been playing, who they've been playing with, uh, their health, the health of the players around them, you know, as we can see, even with someone like Damien Lillard, it comes down to mental health too. You know, like the, this is the probably the year that i felt even with the COVID years that these guys are humans, you know, like there's a lot more yeah. talk now, Um uh, even with Ricky Rubio today coming back out and saying he's going to play back in Spain Um, just you know about like the the importance of mental health in the game but yeah a a strange segue into Herb Jones being my first one that uh, I think it's probably time to sell on and and for him it really is probably the fact that um, he's playing well and his numbers are good but it's also the context that's going with it so why he's trending at the moment, he's a scoring option with games missed by Zion and games missed by Ingram with his sicknesses. He steals a sky high, which is absolutely rocketing him up the oh, uh, the fantasy boards. Um, he's at 3.2 of them either side of the All Star break. So the two weeks around that, um, he had a seven steal game, which put it way up. I think like, on some of the sites he was, I think he got an eight on that. And then they must have been like, no, he. Let's just bring it back down to Earth at a funky seven. But he's been efficient from all shooting locations. Um, he's been otherworldly, but it's been on low other volume. World. Like he, he, still, he still is their you know, fourth offensive option, even when he's in that starting unit. Um, when these and parts, it's the minutes too. To normal, i got to say, though, on that though, yeah. it's the
0: minutes though. It's the minutes because you could, this yeah. is why it's also so now. Like you said, it's like, hold, hold on, man, but what about Zion and Brian Ingram? It's like, yeah, dude, but look at the amount of minutes the guy's playing. 38 and a half, 37, 36. The last few games. Then there was a 27-1, uh, obviously, versus the Washington fucking wizards. I mean, come on. Yeah. Let's let's not do a Spaniel sideways here. 35-37. So he now has the history of like, no, but mate, look. He's out there. He plays a shit ton in this lineup. All courtesy yeah. of Trey Murphy being out to start the season and him giving a little bit more shine.
1: Yep. And Trey's been in there getting his defensive numbers and looking all right too. Like, But, yep. you know, I think they, they're both um very um you know tertiary whatever the, what's the word beyond tertiary they're, they're never going to be more than about the fourth or fifth option yeah you sure. think around in that head there's something tertiary.
0: There isn't tertiary the highest primary, level of education
1: tertiary and then i don't know what comes after that oh then it's anyway. master's doctorate yeah yeah that's gone real deep into the education system and and that's Please. what i've written here not the education part but the the fact that people love steels They love the fact that they're seeing 30-plus minutes a game. They love forwards. People love forwards, you know, like especially in fantasy basketball. They do a bit of everything for you. They love New Orleans, and they love Mardi Gras. (laughs) I'm assuming people love Mardi Gras. People like beads. So I've written down my last line here is, it's time to sell and move on with your life. Like, you know, (laughs) I I just think... Yeah, And, and it wasn't, as you said, that long ago that he was almost a drop. You know, mm. it wasn't that long ago we were like, oh, he's nah. he he dropping a lot of leagues.
0: Yeah, Herb yeah, Jones yeah. was dropping a lot of leagues. Like, that's not meant to be bad. If you're a, if you're a Herb Jones owner, or should I call him Herbert Jones owner? You might be ruined the day a little bit because he's been on and off leagues. He's a 66% rostered guy in Yahoo right now. He's gone up 2% in the last day and a 69, 70% as your cap for saying this guy's available. Well, he's been in it. I just brought up his, uh, his history in one league. Um, he was drafted at 70th in one league um, by one of Good oh, dog under the table. That wasn't nice of me. Oops. Now they drafted him. Uh, they kept him until the 27th of December and they dropped him. He was added a week later by one guy. He got a burn in there for almost a month and was dropped. And he was actually re-added two weeks ago. So as you can see, he'll be on your team for a while. He'll be one of your darlings, but he'll be one of the guys who gets dropped in your league. When push comes to shove, Serious players will drop him down a fair bit.
1: And he's a feast or famine dude. He's, a, he's He can hit every three and he can get, you know, he's five, six, seven steals. And then he can go back to doing nothing, you know, no assists, a rebound, five points, no defense, you know. And, you know who that, that reminds me of? That reminds me of, I
0: mean, just one of the best international players in the game from north of the wall your other bloke a feast or famine bonanza for one rj barrett malley feast yeah. or famine and defined and personified
1: exactly right and and i start here by saying that um we're, we're we're closing in on rj having played nearly as many games in toronto now as he has in the big apple i think the ratio ratios like 26 there, 21 in Toronto. So we're we're edging on to being able to have a decent-ish comparison of his time there and his time here. So the data. We all do like a little bit of edging. Un- yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot of edging. This show promotes it. Um, he's been undoubtedly the better, like a better version of himself in Toronto than New York. I don't think there's many people who would argue otherwise. Um, I'd say he's off the casual basketball fan. He's someone that you won't see anymore because you've been watching all your New York games and not ever watching any Toronto games, and you wouldn't. You'd just be like, did that dude leave the league? Um, he came out with a huge bang uh, when, he, when he hit the floors, uh, the the beautiful floors of, uh, of Toronto uh, in Canada. Um, he had big assists. His free throws, although not great, were definitely more reliable, and his scoring was really impressive. In the fact, his last three terms team, he's been at 300 from the free throw line, which is like
0: which is worse yeah. than Jakob Pertl, to His teammate yeah. Jakob Pertl, who will take that for you.
1: And here comes here comes the reality check. Yeah, the assists are returning back to a realistic number. They're obviously finding the level. Um he's part of Toronto's future plan. Like they they do want this guy out there and they want him learning and, and stuffing up, and they're not going to pull him when he's missed. Uh that many free throws are just gonna leave him out there, which could be agonizing for you in the playoffs. Um, but I feel it's like- also just all I-
0: part of the Raptors. It's let's don't don't mess about Mally. You're aware of this. This is all part of the Raptors' secret plan to bring Shea Gilgis Alexander to town somehow, to have every yeah. Canadian superstar under their banner. And look at the nba season as a training exercise so they can win an olympic gold medal down the road let's let's just call it how it is this is the plan
1: (laughs) yeah i'd love to i'd love to see it um i just don't like the trend in the end i and i think this is a funny one because you think oh it's certainly not a sell high um but i think it is a time to sell because i think the value is only going down it's like one of those cut your losses type deals um yeah, I, I, I just and he might come back. I don't think he's he's free free throws. I think are about where they're going to be now. Um, he's scoring on the team. Like there was a dip for uh, for Scottie Barnes, and now Scotty Barnes has taken control of the uh, of the offense again, um, which is what they obviously wanted him to do. He took a bit of a backseat yep. when the book came across from uh, from New York, but. He's like, all right, you've had your fun like out of the way. I've got this. You just stay out there and hit a three every now and again. Um, So, yes, where it isn't a sell high, it is definitely a sell now for uh, for RJ.
0: Especially because, look, people were drafting him, picking him up, and he's been outside the top 200 for the last couple of weeks. But people love 20-point-a-game scorers. They find him sexy. They like the runway. Oh, what's Toronto going to do? What are they doing with their season? Oh, they might push for the playoffs. Because what's going to happen with Atlanta? What, what's going to happen with Atlanta? Trey Young has been sidelined down by now. aneka Krokongwe was out for the next seven games for the next couple of weeks. They're they're so mid. There's nothing more mid than the Atlanta Hawks. And by the way, can I just say as a friend, thank you so much for not accepting that trade when we were talking about Trey Young. Thank you. With, with with hindsight, I know that I, I now know that you were just only looking out for yourself. I traded him, just not to you. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to talk about that openly. It still hurts my heart a little bit. So, but look, man, they're they're so mid. The Nets are at twenty two and thirty five, and so are the Raptors. And if these two teams, the Raps have won three in a row. By the way, the pizza party quote today by Darko was just absolutely brilliant. I think it's one of my favorite things, apart from watching Wemby try to like jam like in like in Space Jam. I
1: I missed that one. What what Darko say?
0: He's he's having a pizza party for them winning a three in a row. He was like, "I'm
1: having a pizza. We're having a beat. I'm buying everyone dinner. We're having a pizza party,"
0: because he realizes it. that the average the average <laughs> age of the people in his team is twelve, and slave labor is yeah. apparently condoned yeah. in Canada. Yeah. So it's like, and "The, the rappers ca- are getting a, a pizza bar, party. Though. That's yeah. You're not twenty one yet, boys. Point. Come on, Ease yourself, yeah. man. Like, yeah. I, I guess that brings us to a guessing game and to my ice cold boy, And I'm going to sound like such a hater, and I'm okay with that. I am. Because you have to be when you when you take, when you you take make these takes, you've got to just have a lane and stick to it. Melly, I'm going to ask you, who were the hottest properties in fantasy basketball before the season? If I gave you a top five pick, who were you taking with the bullet? Like, who were the guys in there for you?
1: Um, it would have been definitely um, Jokic. He would have gone and bead. Shay would have been a bit further back. In hindsight, you're laughing if you grabbed him. Tatum yep. would have been up there. Who am I missing? Uh, it's a while to think back to that. Uh, d- definitely uh, Doncic, and there he is. Yeah, Tyrese, he probably would have been the next lame- name out of my lips in the in so- the guessing game. But I don't like it when you turn the tables on me and I have to do the guessing. Yeah,
0: I know. You haven't given me one tonight, so I had to just keep it fresh for the yes, listeners. Yeah, like, right. what's, what's, what's G doing? He's... he's, he's it's a role reversal situation. We're training places. And I, I look, yeah. I think it's Tyrese Halliburton. And I want to be very clear that this man right here is one of my favorite NBA players. I, I love Tyrese Halliburton. I love his non-selfish game. Sure. I, he is incredible. He's he an incredible talent. He came back from injury too early. So the crux of this whole thing is like, he hasn't come back right. Like, let's be honest. If he's out there to get an award to make an extra $20 million on a contract, whatever the, the illustrious figure will be for him making a an all NBA team, which he might not, if he keeps this up, which is the other thing as well. But he's got to put himself in contention for it. We're talking about dollars in your bank account. We're talking about guys making generational wealth here. And Tyrese Halliburton is an exceptional player who we, I think that I think he has one of the highest fan approvals. If I mention Tyrese Halliburton to even a casual or a, or a deep cut guy, people are like, "Oh, fuck that guy." They're like, yeah, I love Hallie. You know, he's got one of the highest approval ratings. But in all fairness to the bloke, he has been uh, – this is a first-round guy who has been edging back in a little bit. Now, he was – let's go over the last month. 59th best. Last two weeks, 38th best. Last week, 87th best. And on the season, he's the 10th best player. So, again, we talk about names, Mally. I just want to say that you should put feelers out there for this bloke because – Look, I love Halley, but he's been outside the top 75 in the last week. So it is a buy low window. There's going to be owners who are panicking. He's averaging under 20 points again, 9, 17. Yeah, the 25 and 21 were nice, but 13 and 22. And then five points again in a blowout to the Golden State Warriors. There's just a track record there. And the assister there, if you're if you if you're keen for some assistance and cheeky steals, amazing. The field goal percentage, Yeah. 455, acceptable. His free throw percentage has dipped, though, which has been a slight concern. He hasn't got the same legs under him right now. at 714 in the last week. But this mm-hmm. is this is where these buy low windows come into play. And as we said, we were talking about the NBA schedule. The paces are now in a very competitive jump for the play-in tournament. And I am sure these blokes don't want to get stuck in the play-in because they're now slipped into seventh place because the Heat have won their last four, and they've now slipped into seventh. The Orlando Magic are only one win behind them on 32, and the Miami Heat on 32 and 25. So they've got more games to play. It's the Pacers to lose that sixth spot. They played more games off the back of these teams first. So they need to win games now when these other guys have catch-up games. Maybe some back-to-backs will help them out for the Heat and for the Magic, possibly. But the Philadelphia 76ers, they're 33 and 24. So there's this clump of teams in here, and they're going to want to jump the 76ers without Mb. They're going to want to jump the Heat. But we all know this is the Heat's time to shine. So it could be the Sixers that jump into the playing tournament because of the Mb injury. So for me, this is the time that you can buy a low on Halliburton, especially coming off the playoff time for those no- owners who are very nervous that he will still be out here. And you're not going to get him from pennies on the dollar because he's a name talent. He's Hallie. but you will be able to get him for the lowest price you've been able to pretty much all season apart from when people traded him four pennies on the dollar when he got injured and it looked like it was going to be for a sustained period of time so that's my rant on that one but you have another one though you've got your guys to buy which is exactly like this one people if people are buying low well who do you buy at the right price right now buy more sound fair enough mate talk us
1: through your first one here i mean oh sorry wrong oh, slide. Damn, it doesn't matter there there he is there we go oh it's one of those yeah spot the difference yeah he's a great man it's the it's the beard. Look at him, it's man. all it is yeah 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 he's got the guns but he's got two of them and the other uh, cartoon's only got one so
0: alex Caruso, not elmer fudd mate tell us why you buy it buy and buy and buy it, buy it.
1: I've said here. Look, if you love points, you might as well just fast forward the next four to five minutes because this is not the sell for for you. Not the not the time to buy Stop. on on Alex Caruso. That time will probably never come. But if you're playing points, this man is too good. Like he's averaging close to one and a half blocks and one and a half steals a game. Uh, when the blocks go up, the steals go down. When the steals go up, the blocks go back again. Um, he's a little bit like a, a Derek White light. Uh, oh, oh, hard, he gets the assist he gets the rebounds he shoots pretty well on low usage and i think the most um, the kind of confidence inducing thing about him at the moment is that he's been out of play whole games and he's been out of play these 30 minutes since that that start to mid part of his season where either wow. a wasn't playing or b he was playing half a game and getting hurt he didn't seem to sit a lot of games, but boy, did he yeah. like play a lot of like 13 minutes and off type games. There's no more Levine cloud looming over him um, for his starting position. Um, I know sometimes he takes the bench when they roll out the uh, the Trojan horse. <laughs> um, what's his name? What's their backup center's name? Isn't that a huge dog. Oh, uh, Andre Drummond. Oh, it is, there you go. See, I said we'd have a guessing game by the end of this. Yeah, well played. Uh, and i i think with Paddy williams injury too i, I think he's negated yeah. his uh his position in the in the st- in the starting lineup now they like yeah. what um caruso does caruso oh, i think they need to move caruso to the miami heat he's a culture man and um Isn't and he does the things that they seem to like but he's worth his weight in gold yeah 100% he's worth his weight in gold for playoff savvy managers that's my last little line here that He's a guy who seemingly doesn't do a lot due to the fact that his scorings pretty low but he's he's that Swiss army knife the jack of all trades steals blocks assists rebounds enough points to yeah. not be you know an absolute shocker um the percentage of three 12 points threes. yep yep he's just and he's, yeah, and he's
0: he, averaging he, he, 30 games the last couple of weeks like you said mally like he's right there yep. on the you know, and if you look back at his seasons in the past, last year, he averaged uh, 23 with all of his injuries, the year before, 28, and back to 2021, uh, 21 minutes. So this is the most minutes. He's at 27. He's almost rivaling his numbers um back in 21 from for minutes. And I expect them to continue. I expect them to push actually to play in the play-in tournament. So they incentivized yeah. to play Caruso and Asumo. So yeah, 100 percent if you can. Get your hands on that bloke. Uh, we love Alex
1: Crusoe. And there might be a chance that he's not a, a, a time-to-buy guy because he might just be on your waivers. I, I hope not. I don't know what's happening in your league if he is, but that's where he started. So people are obviously, you know, with definitely with those guys. Uh, I mean, the other day I made a trade. You might like this one. I made a trade. 60% which, roster. Uh, he's
0: gone up 1%. There
1: you go. He's just there right at the cutoff. He's just there. Um, he's just there. I had Franz uh Wagner and I traded him for Jalen um Jesus Christ, what's the Atlanta Jalen's last Green? name? Oh, Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson, yeah. And I love that. I thought about that. Like if you look at that just at absolute face value, I feel like most people would think I got ripped because I basically yeah. traded a guy who people were picking up in the forties, fifties type range for a guy that just came off the waivers. And when you dig a little deeper, you see the value of Johnson and he fits my team perfectly. In fact, at the time of the trade, he was three or four rungs higher on the, uh, on the the overall season standings than Franz Wagner was, but it just goes back to that idea of name value it also goes back to that idea of, well, if they start as a waiver wire guy, then they're still a waiver wire guy at heart, which yeah, I honestly don't believe in. Yeah. No. like I'm taking And, this and Jalen Johnson's
0: off. taken a hit back as well. We have to say, though, he's taken a hit back because DeAndre Hunter's come back into the mix and DeAndre Hunter is doing some Trey Young things. He's been the 95th best player in the last couple of weeks. But you just love a guy like Jalen Johnson. I've actually had a mate in another league that uh, I wanted to get Jalen Johnson. And I was sending him a real decent clip and he ended up getting to me. And he's like, I'm sorry, I should have taken that there. And then I'm like, I know it still would have benefited me. I think it would have fit in my team absolutely perfectly. But yeah, when these things happen and, and injuries are, are generally how this thing, the, the domino effect of fantasy happens. And this is why I'm curious in your last one, because people love this guy end of the fifties in the sixties thinking he was going to be a really active contributor this year in Phoenix. You think it's time to buy now on Bradley Beal with the Suns' push.
1: You know, you, you know I like my controversial takes, and I think that my first line here is a, a bit of a rhetorical type question: How cheap can you get Beal? Like, what is the absolute Ooh. minimum at the moment someone can give a, get a, give away to get okay. Beal? Like, have a have a ponder about that. But l- the injuries this season have been absolute nightmare. Um, but when he plays, the dude is so nice. Like, listen to this: this is this is this is what he was for the month before he stop playing again 33 minutes a night right he gets 15 shots he's hitting seven and a half nearly of those so he's just under he's at four 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 six four um for his uh his percentages from the field he's at 800 from the line he's not getting there very often but he's nearly at two um three pointers 1.8 4.2 rebounds 5.2 um assists He's at 1.1 steals. He doesn't get blocks. His turnovers aren't too uh, impressive at 3.1. He has the ball in his hands a fair bit on that team. And he's just a shade under 20 points at 18.4 points. That's a good player. That is a well-rounded player. player. And he. I think that I've said in this next line here in my notes, so much versatility for so little cost. If you've got an mm. IR spot, and you're feeling pretty happy about your position in the uh, in the playoff standings or you're heading into the playoffs in a week and you're feeling good, you're in first or second place, he might come back and he might hit his next healthy run when you need him most. Like, he might be able yeah. to put together another three or four weeks and put up these numbers. That's he all you need. Maker. Yeah, exactly. And then the season's over. You're not in a keeper league, so you don't have to worry about more injuries on the horizon or where he ends up in his future. But I'm, I'm thinking here, like I've written down, like trading for a hot waiver pickup. Denny, yep. obviously, he should the bed, so but he could have been good. But like a Pods or a Precious or someone that you're eventually just going to toss back out to the waivers anyway. So you've got no, per, you've got no connection to just some fodder that you can get. Brad Beal, you stick him in your IR, you wait another week, you're in your decent playoffs, fodder,
0: comes decent back. fodder.
1: Yep. You, you, you won't be decent able to get him fodder. for
0: chips and cents a little. But but yeah, as you as you said, man, like. A guy who's surging, absolutely on the cards.
1: Yeah, but people don't want to. People don't want to drop a guy like that. They don't want to drop him, so they want to take something for him to justify that. They don't feel right about yeah. dropping a Brad Beal, dep- even when they're in, you know, fifth position and six go through to the playoffs, and they really should be probably dropping him and and you know using that IR spot a little bit more um, sensibly. But, um, yeah, I think if you threw someone at them like that, and again, it's at this, it's at the funny end of the season, it could be, it will be, your last trade, uh, if you get it over the line. Yeah, I just like it. I just, yeah, I think it's a bit of a, a low risk in the sense that what have you got to lose if you get rid of someone you don't care about, but a huge reward if you can get a guy who puts up those stats even in your last week, of your playoffs, like, especially with the there.
0: rationale especially with the rationale like i got I, I had to do something he's questionable he didn't play again i need a guy i need a guy to get me points or some rebounds yeah. or some steals i need to i need to try and make the playoff run it's a lot more justified and it's kind of common sense at this point where you need to use the assets you've got to push into the playoffs again it is 18. there are so many leagues that this is this is your time to shine like if you don't yeah. make it now your season's done in the water. You can just sit back and not check your app for a few weeks and just watch basketball and not have the stress of those late minute, late night ads. But mate, yeah, huge, good advice. Well done. Well done to you for listening and subscribing and liking to this podcast and all of the things as part of the Insight Podcast Network. We are all about fantasy sports. We have our NRL and AFL pods getting into absolutely high gear. So make sure you like and subscribe to this one. Join the Discord. Check out all the links below. We'll see you soon, folks. Cheers, Mally.
1: See you mate.